0: You're listening to The B2B Content Show, a podcast about the how, what, and why of B2B content marketing. The show is brought to you by Conversa, a podcasting agency that helps B2B brands start podcasts to connect with prospects, generate content, and grow brand awareness. I'm Jeremy Shearer, and my guest for this episode is Dan Lawrence. Dan is head of growth marketing at WORK. By the way, spelled W-R-K, no O in there, no need for the O. And Work is a process automation platform. So Dan, great to have you on the show. Welcome.
1: Pleasure to be here, Jeremy. And yeah, thanks for uh, for bringing me on the show.
0: You're quite welcome. So let's jump right into our topic, which is building a framework for testing and measuring content. And actually, to to step back a little bit, because I think this is relevant you're you're in growth marketing. So just say a few words about your role and sort of what growth marketing is compared to other kinds of marketing.
1: Absolutely. So I think the from a very high level, growth marketing is essentially the process of using data that we're gaining through constant, repetitive experimentation via marketing channels. And how that really helps is that it helps you make Constant improvements to the organization. You see what's working, what's not working, and you experiment throughout the entire funnel instead of just targeting, for example, just the ads or the messaging. Mm-hmm. You're targeting every lever of the organization that can create an opportunity or create a growth or a level of growth within the organization.
0: Okay, got it. So that's kind of your mandate looking at marketing overall, all through the funnel. In kind of testing, measuring, how is this helping us grow?
1: Absolutely. So it's just, it's constantly building out hypotheses based off of what the goals are and what the growth levers are that you need to pull based off of attaining those goals. And then really you're analyzing after, this, after you run experiments mm-hmm. and seeing what works, what doesn't work, gathering feedback, and then using that feedback to implement more permanent structures. So you can build growth on top of that next. Okay. So it's just a constant sort of process of experimentation, getting feedback, and then building something permanent.
0: Got it. Okay. So now again, our topic here is building a framework for doing essentially for doing what you just described. So, so describe the framework that you've built to to do all this testing, testing and measuring.
1: Absolutely. So there's there's. Several frameworks, but the one that I use is a very simple hypothesis-based framework where you map out how I usually start out a project is I would I map out the entire funnel or the entire touch points of an organization. And then you identify levers within those, those touch points. So for example, when you break it down into the top of funnel side of things, you're looking at ads and landing pages. And those are the two main levers that you, you've got from an overarching perspective. But within the ads, you've got the copy, you've got the creative, you've got the call to actions, and you've got the targeting. And from, from a landing page perspective, you've got the headlines, you've got the H1 and the H2, you've got images, value propositions, and then the type of forms themselves, number of form fields, and the call to actions there. So just looking at those parts of it, so many permutations in terms of tests that you can run. Now, let's say for example, you are thinking of increasing demos or demo booking. And so you've got a couple of different levers that you can pull. So it's it's really important to understand what levers you could pull and looking at assumptions or hypothesizing what levers you need to pull to get more demos booked. And so the framework that I use is essentially building out the hypotheses regarding what those experiments could look like and what levers you want to pull, the resources you need, and then ultimately assuming what that lift could look like because you've run this experiment. And and so some of that comes from your, your previous experience. Some of that comes from what the assumption could look like from a, from a market. But then you, you think, you say, for example, you say, hey, if I change the form field from three fields to one field and just ask for an email, that could provide a lift up 5% based off of your historic data or just what you can gather from the market. And so you you have a very specific goal there and you have a very specific KPI that you're reaching out for. And then you run the experiment for a, a, a series of... We, what we do is we it for two weeks. So we gather up enough data. And once you gather that data, then you know for a fact if, you, if you've passed, you know, for a fact that you've increased demos by 5%, if you've failed, you've got to go to the drawing board and then map out another experiment to see if you can get that through the other experiment. And so it's just a constant process of doing this. And the framework is very simple. It's building out a hypothesis and creating an assumption based off of that hypothesis and then testing it for a period of time.
0: Mm-hmm. To see if the assumption pans out or not, pretty much. Hmm. Okay. Now, you mentioned when we when we talked before to prepare for this interview that doing this kind of testing can be very valuable for helping to bridge gaps between marketing and sales. So, explain how that works.
1: Absolutely. So, I think there's first of all several several different areas that that growth marketing could help with, but and I think it. Depends on the stage of the organization and where the business team or the, the sales team's at, and where the marketing team's at, and what we've validated in the market and what we haven't, and, and their overall goals. But one example of this is in a B two B setting, for example, we see I see our role as as being a provider of air support for the sales team, and and what that means is really it translates into building a framework so that we can test out the different levers within the sales pipeline or the outreach process. So outbound marketing, in other words. And so one of them is is could be developing an outbound sequence with the sales team. And then finding that mix of of frequency or or content or messaging or channels for that outreach and and what we could do to build our bait successes. And so that comes from that. We we to to get to that area, you're doing a mix of Emails, you're doing phone call scripts, you reach out messages on LinkedIn, and you're testing out various permutations and combinations, and you're testing that out. Till you can find a mix that starts providing enough conversions. And once you get enough conversions from there, based off of your goals, you have baseline numbers. And then essentially now you have a formula that you can build on top of, and the sales team can take from there and build on top of and they can test out these different levers throughout. And it provides mm-hmm. them with the opportunity to further test out and see what's working and what's not working throughout that that cycle. And you can take mm-hmm. that, you can take similar approach to every stage of the sales cycle and see how you can expect that process quicker.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay. So with content, that's going to help move the needle, help shorten the sales cycle. Mm-hmm.
1: Absolutely. I think content plays a huge role. and And I think content to channel also plays a huge role because there's a certain type of content that works for certain types of channels and just that testing out to find what the content and channel mix is is most fruitful is is i think key here
0: okay now this this sounds hugely valuable to be able to do this kind of testing and really have data to guide to guide your decisions about content and everything else what's your advice for marketing teams that need to want to do a better job of this, that maybe don't have as robust a framework in place. What's your, what's, what's the main takeaway for those teams? Like what, how do you begin improving?
1: Yeah, I think, I think the, the starting point is again, just going down to maybe utilizing Miro or something like that, where, where you, you draw out the entire customer life cycle and you, you map off the touch points of a customer life cycle and you sit down as a as a leadership team, and and you figure out areas that you believe, from an assumption or hypothesis perspective, that you believe could increase conversions or could help you get quicker to your goal as soon as possible, and and then you you derive different levels of or different a series of series of experimentations based off of what you think your goals are, and I think. All it's I think I would start off with mapping out on a, a, a customer journey on Miro and then taking it from there. Beyond that, once you understand what levers you need to pull, then you come up with ideas and then you've just got to map out those ideas and have a start date and an end date and a goal tied to it. And once you start running those experiments within that period of time, you come up with data. It doesn't even have to be paid. It can be even mm-hmm. organic. You can run smaller, shorter experiments even with organic you can run them with sales and you can run them throughout the entire cycle from from a lead to to a customer and i think it's extremely powerful but Mm -hmm. you can start off with just mapping out a customer journey and then taking it Mm -hmm. from there
0: right okay wow that that really sounds cool and extremely useful so dan what's the best way for people to contact
1: you so i'm on i'm on linkedin dan lawrence you can look at me under work i'm on twitter as well don't quite recollect my my handle yet, but I'll I'll be sure to send it your way, Jeremy. Right after this, once I can clarify what it is. Yeah, feel free to me on LinkedIn. Be happy to answer any questions and help out in any way I can.
0: Okay, excellent. Well, we'll put a link to your LinkedIn page in the show notes. And uh, well, Dan, thank you so much for your time and for a great discussion. It's it's a really great insight into what you're doing.
1: Thanks again, Jeremy. Appreciate you having me on here. And this has been fun.
0: That's it for this episode of the B2B Content Show. You can subscribe anywhere you get podcasts on any podcast app. And while you're at it, you might as well give the show five stars and leave an over-the-top comment about how much you love the podcast. If you'd like to be a guest on the show or you know someone who you think would be a great guest, let us know. You can contact me at jeremy at conversa.com. That's c-o-n-n-versa.com. The B2B content show is brought to you by Conversa Podcasting.